I'm done. I'm not going to even try to give you that hello thing that John welcome or whatever. And the and. Oh, it's the and. I know. It's early morning as we are recording this. So have only had one cup of tea so far, um, which is good. So this is Lee with the 50 Days of Dragon Con podcast. You have not lost your ears. John is, again, not on this one. Unfortunately, real life has come in. It's been very funny, though, because usually it was my real life that impacted uh recording in prior years but now he's taught me how to record for myself and so when he's not here i can i'm making him be really worried about that um so it's okay and then of course everyone should send emails to 50 days of dragon con saying john you should wear a onesie thursday night i'm sure you've listened to that podcast where we talk about why he should be wearing a wearing that on thursday night it's military sci-fi at Dragon Con, they do a Thursday night onesie party. So John should be wearing a hoodie, uh, not a hoodie, a onesie on Friday night. Two quickie, quickie announcements. Yes, everybody can clap. Yay. The Sheraton is open. As some people are saying, it is the cleanest hotel in downtown Atlanta and hey, maybe Metro Atlanta right now. So we're very excited about that. Everything that is planned for the Sheraton is moving forward. Don't get nervous. Of course, though, continue. The app is not updated. Don't ask. Don't ask. It'll be very, very soon. When the app is updated, um, just keep watching that because it will tell you where places are. And a lot of people have said we're doing this on Friday night or we're doing this on whatever night and we're doing it in this room, especially for the parties. So always check that because some of those have been changed mostly to give it bigger space. And we are not bringing those people back on, but it will be on the app. So look, also, as I've said before, do not follow John. If John says, oh, yeah, no, I know where that is. No, he doesn't. He'll, he's really trying to help you. He's not being mean, but he doesn't know. He still can't find Con Suite after 10 years. So that's it. And also, he will stand in the middle of a hotel and go, wait, where am I? So uh, next time he's on, I'll, I'll do his little mnemonic so he can remember which hotel he is in the first three hotels. Um, also just quickie, quickie announcement. Some other people got added from last night. We've got, uh, Jamie Chung, who is known for films, Dragon Ball, Evolution, Grown Ups, and for us, really, uh, Big Hero 6, The Gifted, and Once Upon a Time. That's really cool. Um, we've got, oh, I think I already said this, but Emma Dumont is also on yeah i said her yesterday but say it again because yay we're thrilled she here we've got ruthann emeris who is an author we've got sebastian roche or i'm gonna say roche r-o-c-h-e with the little accent on the e a scottish french act actor oh please let him have a brogue like david Tennant, who uh has done things on odyssey vibe fringe supernatural and the Vampire Diaries, the original, and the man in the High Castle. He plays 
Reich Minister Martin Hausman in that, and he is excellent. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. And Bryce Hodgson, who is best known as Don Everhart, Donnie E on iZombie. Um, so I think this might be the whole iZombie cast. John will know better. So we'll bring that up again and he'll look. And then I've already said Garrett Wong, who is great. He was wonderful as Ensign Harry Kim. I'm rewatching some Voyagers and I like them. Um, is great, but he is also our Star Trek uh, track director too. And he does, believe it or not, he comes to meetings. I see him all the time and he's a wonderful, wonderful person. Hi, Garrett, if you're listening. Okay, so we're doing something a little different. Again, John left me in charge. <laughs> So I can do whatever. I'd like to introduce uh, Sue, Jess, and Rob. Hi, guys and gals. Hello. Hey. Hey, I've got to come up with a new one, not guys. Hi, y'all. I'll just y'all. I'm Southern, so I can do that. Hey, y'all. They are three people who are panelists at Dragon Con. This may mean that they're pros or this may mean they're they're just panelists. Just panelists does not, that's the wrong term, that they are the most important backbone of Dragon Con because these are the people who are moderating or sitting on those panels that are so much fun. Um, all three of these people are on the X-Track panels this year and in the past, so we're thrilled to be there. And I'm just going to start going through. Um, so, Sue... Who are you and how did you get involved with DragonCon? <laughs> See, I do it that way. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I am a podcaster. I'm one of the co-hosts at of uh, Women at Warp. And mm-hmm. we look at uh, Star Trek through a feminist lens. That's okay. fun. And uh, I, it was how I got involved in DragonCon, right? Not in panels. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I have been podcasting, not with this show, but, you know, since 2008-ish. Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, on in in the podcasting community and specifically on the scape cast, uh, because Farscape actors came a lot around this time to Dragon Con. They kept talking about this event. And I was like, this sounds interesting. I want to check out this convention. Uh, I was talking to my brother at the same time uh, around 2000, fall of fall of 2009, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he said the same thing. I have I've heard about this Dragon Con. I want to check it out. We talked about it a little bit more and both decided to go to the con in 2010. We decided this in June. That's no. when we decide to go to Dragon Con in June. Well, if it's uh, your first one. No, if it's your first one, that makes sense, Sue. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was easy to get a hotel room. It wasn't. Nobody was freaking really? out. Yeah. In 2009? Okay. I, we were in uh, one of the, we weren't in one of the host hotels, but we were like mm. right next door and it was no big deal to get a hotel room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my first year was 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 2012, I had purchased an eternal membership and Whoa. was applying for panels. <laughs> oh, you have one of the special badges. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then you and now I don't panels, even so use it because I'm an attending pro. <laughs> There you know, she's an attending pro. And that's how you also see that pro for us can mean people that are on podcast or leading podcast or doing other things that are very big in fandom and media and media relations. So that's really cool. That's awesome, Sue. Um, yeah, 2010, a ho- you, yeah, overflow hotels, depending on where you want to be. Not that bad usually, but that's good. Good to know. Does your brother still come? Does not. 
Uh, he does he, not. Oh. <laughs> he came for a couple years on and off, but he is a. Uh, much farther away. I'm I'm in mm-hmm. New York, so it's like like a two and a half hour flight. Uh, my brother is out in Nevada, so it's a much oh. more difficult trip. And uh, he hits a lot of the gaming specific conventions because mm. he is a game designer. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Oh, enough. <laughs> well, if he ever does want to come, Kevin would love to talk to him. Mm. Um, just going back down on my list because this is not alphabetical or anything. It's just how I saw them in the chat box. So, Jess, who are you? And that doesn't sound right. Jess, <laughs> can you give us information on your fandom presence and how did you become involved in Dragon Con? Not the, <laughs> not the tracks yet, but just Dragon Con. Just Dragon Con. Okay, well, I am Jess. I am a podcaster and co-host of the Tomorrow's Legends podcast. So we talk everything Legends of Tomorrow. So definitely come check that out if you're a big Legends fan. It's a ton. We have a ton of fun with it. Um, and Dragon Con. How did I get involved in Dragon Con? Well, I'm local to Atlanta. So I have been hearing about Dragon Con for a long, long time. And probably in like, I want to say either 2011 or 2012, I decided to see what all the fuss was about. Um, and so I just, because I'm local, I just bought a day pass, you know, just went down for a day and decided to check it out and got hooked. So I slowly kept going down for like the weekend. And then I was like, you know what, this is amazing. And I'm just going to make this like my whole vacation every year. So this is like my big thing that I do um, every year. And since I'm local, I don't, I hadn't really started staying downtown, honestly, until this year. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I would usually just commute because I'm in the burbs of Atlanta. So it was kind of easy to do that. So this will be my first like not going home at all during Dragon Con experience. So I'm a, a little whole bit terrified. 24, four day, five days. So you are there. I am there. And you're going to love it. You're going <laughs> to love it. Don't worry. You're going to love it. It's all going to be good. So that'll be great. Um, now, so what year, I don't know if I heard you say that. What year did you start coming or do you remember? I think it was, it was either 2011 or 2012. Okay. That's great. And Legends of Tomorrow uh, podcast. I think we have some Legends of Tomorrow coming to the con this year don't we yes we do. yes okay yeah see people know when they're their fandom they know and sue i you said farscape which i loved as well i do loved i do loved i loved i sound like uh <laughs> rose on on star wars <laughs> done talking um but yeah farscape we got a lot of people we're so excited it looks great for it's a farscape. big reunion year yes what it, 20 right up oh, 20 Can you believe it <laughs> 20 20 okay let's just go with that it, it still doesn't sound right and way too far and long and old uh so yeah it still doesn't sound it. and i'm just rockney obanion that he's coming that's uh, <laughs> that's just awesome okay so now we're going to go to rob hello rob and hello. so how are you into fandom or how how did you become into it? And how'd you come into Dragon Con? Because you are not local, because I know you personally. Um, so I was in college, and I went to a journalism conference, a college journalism conference in Atlanta mm-hmm. in 1990, late 94. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going I'm to date myself. I went yeah. to the Starlog store <gasps> that was in underground Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I was looking around and I saw a flyer and it said Dragon Con and then something called Nastic. And I'm like, I'm not sure what this is. But then I kept looking at it. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. 
okay. And I'm like, you know, my life is pretty dull and boring. I need to like do something, you know, sort of fun. Because I went to a lot of conventions and stuff anyway. Like I went to a lot of Doctor Who conventions and sci-fi conventions, you know, in the late 80s. You know, there was that lull with Doctor Who fandom in the 90s. We were kind of looking for something to, you know, to do. And I saw this. I'm like, you know, this sounds like fun. Now, bear in mind, I had no idea what I was getting into. So I, I ended up going to my first one in 95. And... Um, I ended up, uh, by the end of that weekend, there's a very nice man named Rob Ray who was running the Brit track at the time. And I was doing, a, uh, I, I was on a couple, I was watching a couple panels and I made a comment on some panel on a Saturday. And then that Sunday, and that Sunday, uh, somebody didn't show up for a panel and he, and he and he just comes up past me, he goes, come on, you're on a panel. So then uh, <laughs> I was on a panel and I've been doing panels since, uh, since then. So this is my 20, what is, I can't do math. Uh, don't do the math. It, it'll like it'll hurt. Don't do the math. Twenty fourth yeah. Dragon Con. Uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I am, I am old. So, yes. um, and Atlanta is actually not that far away from me. So, no. um, yeah. it's not like I'm going to a different coast or coming from Canada or. And it's it's a lot better commute than going to San Diego, and it's a little more oh. fun, and it's a little more. Um, I mean, the convention has changed so much since I first went. But the one basic thing about it is it's still very much a people convention. So that was that was really appealing to me. Okay, that's awesome. And gonna give me one second here because I'm trying to find out if I can. We have our fourth person who is coming on, and I don't know if he's here, and I feel really bad. But his uh, microphone's still muted, so he needs to message me in the little um, admin box if he wants if he can talk or can hear us. So. I love that, Rob, what you said in yours about, you know, I was sitting in a panel talking and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, OK, let's let's do this. Right. Um, <laughs> because you're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. And I love that because sometimes that's how people become involved, either as a panelist or for me as uh, being a volunteer, because I was there at dragon con it was i think my second one and i'd asked some questions and it'd been awesome it's it's been a whole lot of time in the x files track at that point uh that was our name and really excited and it was awesome and then the person who had seen me in those the whole time just because was like uh okay so can you like run the next two panels? Cause, and all you have to do is just sit here and watch it, make sure people don't take the AV equipment. And cause I got to go do something and I don't, none of my staff are here. None of my volunteers are here. So I did that. And then next year at the end of, uh, at the end of Consulas, you're going to be a volunteer next year. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's, everybody gets involved in a very different way. And uh, Talon, are you there? Life's account, but yes, I am here. Yay, there you are. Hi. And I how are you? I'm glad you're on. Uh, I so, am doing fine. I, you're doing fine. Good. And do you want me to call you Talon or is that oh, okay? No, no, you, you can call me Nathan. Name? Yeah, yeah. Call no, no, that's my wife's account. So oh. like I that's just because I didn't have a Discord account, so I'm just using hers. I, I understand. So call you Nathan. Maven? Yes. Nathan. 
eight Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Okay. I wanted to make sure you wanted me to use that real name. And all of a sudden I kept hearing Ethan. That's probably my fault. So okay. Nathan, uh, we're just kind of starting here. So what we want to know is kind of how are you involved in fandom? The, the, who are you question, which sounds really aggressive on a podcast that's supposed <laughs> to be fun. And sure. how did you become involved just with Dragon Con? We're going to talk about panelists in a minute, but how'd you get involved with Dragon Con? Okay. So, um, even though I live in the northern tundra of Wisconsin, I'm actually from the southeast. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I lived in Florida for uh, 10 years and then South Carolina for 14. So um, kind of from the, the nearby area. So I know a lot of people um, in the area. And um, actually, um, how I got involved with DragonCon directly is... Um, and about, uh, I can't remember what year it was anymore, but, uh, my friend Sean, uh, started a podcast that he called Sean Castic. And it was just sort of a general geeky podcast about whatever topic, uh, you know, took his fancy, uh, any given week. And, um, I was on that show, um, quite a bit. And, um, I met people like Gary Mitchell and Joe Crow, who both run the uh, American Sci-Fi Classics track. Mm-hmm. And so I heard about Dragon Con and I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then I'll be able to see some of my friends that I learned were going there. And so I just kind of decided uh, in 2015, I'm going to go down to Dragon Con because I want to see what this thing is like. And it blew away all my expectations. I... um thought it was uh one of the it is the most fun con experience that i've ever had and so um yeah i've been wanting to go back ever since but coming from wisconsin with a family of four uh it's not something i can do every year so this will be my second dragon con this year well that is great and i'm so wisconsin um my husband was born there and then Mm -hmm. moved to Atlanta and still complains about how hot it is when it hits about <laughs> 75. So really oh, oh God. It is so funny here because everyone like will complain when it's like 75 degrees. Oh my God. The heat oh, it gets so hot. Bad. And I'm just sitting there laughing and laughing. I'm like you in the last two minutes in Florida. <laughs> come, come to Atlanta where you can chew the air. Come on. Come on down. Uh, yeah. So that is awesome. I love that. So love that you came to. And I'm sorry if I'd seen a podcast called Shantastic. I would have thought it was all about Sean Cassidy. Oh <laughs> boy, does that date me. Um, so just, sure. just say that's so good. So this is just kind of going to be a round table, whoever jumps in first. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but how did you become involved in panels? How did you decide, yes, I want to spend my Dragon Con time preparing and then being on a panel? Oh, from- oh. <laughs> <laughs> From the American Sci-Fi Classics track side, yeah. which I also do a lot of stuff for, uh, we started joking around last year because we went through our, our panelist introductions and it was, you know, I'm so-and-so and my podcast is this. Literally <laughs> <laughs> like six people up on stage and everybody's pimping a podcast. Um, and I, I think that's where a lot of Dragon Con panelists come from. Because uh, mm-hmm. as podcasters, we are used to being able to give our opinions on <laughs> media criticism <laughs> all the time. And uh, I know, at least for me, it is very hard to sit in an audience at this point and mm-hmm. not be able to just stand up and take the microphone and join the conversation. <laughs> yeah. it, it especially, yeah. especially if it's like, you're like, no, no, 
That is, no, Mulder, because I was in X-Files, I was like, no, Mulder and Scully are not ever going to be romantic. Stop it. No, no. A man and a woman can just be friends. And then I'm like, thanks, Chris Carter. I hate you so much. So, yeah, right. I can't, I can't be in a con without saying, do you need me to do something? I get, I just can't sit here. So we get that. So, okay. And then I heard Nathan, what about you? Uh, yeah, so um, I think for me, the progression is pretty natural of blogger to podcaster to panelist. Because, you know, um, when I first got uh, a regular internet connection in the late 90s, it was like, oh, now I have a forum to tell people, you know, like, hey, here's what I thought about this movie. And, you know, and so I'd write up, you know page long you know movie reviews and things of that nature and so then going to podcasting it was kind of like oh this is even better because now i have direct interaction you know with people that we can talk about these things instead of you know making a post waiting for comments to come in and maybe having a dialogue that way and then just okay being on a panel at a con isn't that much of a stretch from that um it's just having an audience right there in front of you and so mm-hmm. i'm not shy so it no. uh, isn't a <laughs> that isn't a problem. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I, that's how I came to it. That's great. Okay, Rob, your turn next. Um, so I got on the panels and kind of just by default, and then um, I kind of as a career talked to people anyway. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a natural extension of doing you know radio journalism and then like reviews and, and freelance things. So I kind of did it backwards from Nathan, where I did the um, panelist and then i started blogging just sort of when i felt like and, and writing well, i started doing reviews and and more writing just for when i felt like if i do this i'm going to come off as like an egomaniac jerk you know and like oh other people are doing this i don't you know i was all pent up about worrying about whether i came off as i don't want to be the authoritative voice on it you know but then i realized it's totally fine to just do it and not worry about it so then um and then i came to it the podcasting sort of last um, yeah and for me, it was just kind of like I started on it with Brit Track, and then it was just kind of every year I just kind of got stuck on it. And, <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was fine. It was just kind of like, oh, do you want to do it again? Sure. It was just, it was very laissez faire. And they switched over, and I was going to leave for a while. And then Carol came in, and it got a little more organized and creative in the programming, and it sort of found its heart. And mm-hmm. uh, so I did that, and then I started getting a little more comfortable. Probably after um, uh, I got stuck on a panel with the neat coffee guys. Yeah. Um, and Uh-oh. then, no. And then once that sort of, then I started feeling a little more comfortable going outside of just, you know, that one track thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started doing uh, some stuff for the X track. And um, now I'm doing, I think, like four tracks this year, which is kind of neat, four or five. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and just kind of, you know, you just got, for me, it was like, okay, find my comfort zone, stay in it, and then bite off more as I can chew as I feel more comfortable with it and mm-hmm. um, kind of go okay, from there. Very cool. And oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. And then not, last but not least, pop on in. Oh, sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting was definitely my gateway drug, um, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I was like, 
once I started podcasting and I was like, oh, you know, I can just sit down and say all of my opinions. And, you know, as I was at Dragon Con, I was always the person in the audience on these fan panels that was like, but what about, you know, what about this? And what about this? And I was like, how do I get on one of these panels? So mm-hmm. finally, like, I was kind of just like asking around. Um, I, I've known Kevin Batchelder for um, many years now. And so I was kind of trying to ask him, I was like, hey, how does this all work? Like, how do you get on panels? And he's like, all you have to do is apply. He's like, just volunteer. And I'm like, seriously, is that easy? I can yeah. just ask people and they'll let me do this. <laughs> uh-huh. And apparently that's the case. Even down to, I literally walked into your Mr. Robot panel last year and mm-hmm. sat down and just moderated the thing. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's so wonderful from that perspective because a lot of cons, it's a lot harder to do panels. Yeah. And yeah. Dragon Con sort of open policy with a lot of the tracks is very nice. Yeah, that I was true, I yeah. was shocked about it, and I, I, which is great, and it's so awesome. And so I just sort of fell in love with it. I'm not gonna lie; last year was my first year being a panelist, and That's I'm good. back this year to do it again. So yes, you are. We were so excited. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, uh, Sue. What were you saying? Oh, just that, and each track does it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So, like for anybody looking to to start on panels. Um, it, it varies track to track, but like I know uh, Caro and Brit Track and Kelly in American Sci-Fi Media put out like Google Forms. So you literally just fill out the form with your information and what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the mm-hmm. other tracks you have to email the director. Uh, some of the other tracks, like the podcasting track, has a Discord chat where they mm. work stuff out in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have uh, American Sci-Fi Classics has a uh, a private group for for returning panelists Mm. uh so everybody does it a little bit differently but really all you have to do is uh, approach the track director and and ask about it nicely yeah nicely is always nice yeah yeah Am I allowed yeah. to ask a question since I have this group here assembled? The one track that I would love to get in that I haven't been able to figure out how to crack because they don't have a message uh, service on Facebook and I didn't, I couldn't find an email for them is the Trek track. Does anyone know uh, how to is... that one? Trek the is best uh, idea. incredibly no, hard first, to yeah. crack. Uh, I've done it in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, you, you basically have to make friends with track staff because the track track also doesn't, um, panel like a lot of other tracks do. They've got a lot more presentations and a lot more screenings. Um, mm-hmm. so if, if you have something, you basically have to pitch an entire panel to them and have okay. somebody okay. like on your side on track staff, uh, like fighting for you to get on the schedule. Okay. Yeah, I think Trek is a little different too because it's um it there's so much always going on in Trek that yeah. I know and Rob you jumped in and said just it, all of y'all are like I just started talking to either another panelist or the track director. I'm not joking when I say panelists are the backbone of Dragon Con. It's like the members. I I can't do as a track director. I can't do it without my volunteers and I can't do it without people like all of you who volunteer to be on there. Um, I know some people have said like, I wanted to talk to you, but you look so like busy. I'm like, no, just it, the best idea is before con like Thursday when we're setting up or Monday when it's starting to calm down, if you can, because I think for all of us as track directors, we're like, uh Oh, what, what, could this happen? Could this happen? Could this happen? We get nervous about it. But it's, you guys, it's all wonderful. 
to be yeah. able to talk to people and do that with different panels. Yeah, go, Rob. Well, you know, and the other thing too is like, I was with the track that was really changing over. I've had, I think, three different track directors, track track directors, with mm-hmm. the, the, the main track I'm on, and it's very even keel now. But it was it was always sort of like if you sort of know a core group of people that are do, that are in that track, whether they're not mm-hmm. necessarily the director or a pan, and just you know, first of all, you're making a friend, which is never a bad thing, and you know, just sort of roll up your sleeves, and make friends, and then it just kind of happens. I know. Um, and Trek Track is, is is interesting. They do some really cool programming. I love going to Trek Track just to go and not have to worry about being in anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see a lot of their stuff and I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. And you, you can't. Um, it's It's been really hard. So I wouldn't feel too discouraged about it. Um, yeah. If you can't, it's it's a lot harder to get into Trek Track than, you know, than X-Track, for example. Um, yeah. Because Lee's always more visible than everywhere. And Trek Track is such volume. <laughs> And it's so cumbersome in terms of what it covers. No, I mean. Well, it also um, is part of how directors do something differently. Like mm-hmm. a lot yeah, was, of yeah. a lot of people come to to Trek Track with a, a panel fully formed. Like I have panelists, I have this program. Just give me a time slot, and I'll do the thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other track directors come up, or or track staff come up with their ideas for their panels, mm-hmm. what they want to do, and then they put out a call for who wants to do this panel. Yeah. So it's just, it's two different just yeah, to programming. Mm-hmm. And I like, uh, I, I'll steal that idea. I like that private group for returning panelists. I'm, I'm stealing that. Whoever does it as a track director, I've stolen it. I mean, I also want to say <laughs> oh, that <Gary>. track directors, <laughs> we, we talk all the time. We have a director's group on Facebook. That's yeah. It's a closed group. Sorry guys. It's, it's for directors at Dragon Con, but we talk all the time because I'll have somebody who says, does anybody know? Um, and I'll say that for a friend. I have Damien. A lot of people know, know him as the unidentified madman. He is, he, he loves Supernatural and Supernatural and got pulled off from X-Track and it went to Urban Fantasy, Carol. And she was like, I, I don't know. I need panelists for Supernatural. What am I supposed to do? I was like, all right. Here you go. I know this guy. He loves it. He's been on it all the time. He's a friend of mine. I also had Father Brian Small. Yes, he's a Catholic priest and a huge geek head. And he was like, um, yeah, I love Supernatural. I had had him already on my panels and got him. And how I got Father Brian, this is honestly a true story. I was doing something where I needed a priest. Don't it was on, it was for dragon con. It was actually cause I wanted a, uh, a, a religious perspective. And I was like, I just stood up at a dragon con meeting and said, I know this sounds weird, but I really need a geeky priest who will come to dragon con and do a couple of panels. And one person came up to me afterwards and said, um, yeah, I, our priest is great. And I started talking to him and we brought him in on that and then found out at, you know, my staff and others. And they're like, he likes supernatural. Oh, good. Let's put him on the phantom and supernatural. He likes this. And then, you know, you know, people I've everyone on in my group pretty much either has come up directly to me, Sue, Jess, thank you. (laughs) Or I know from another group, Rob and Nathan. I mean, you, I think you got, you, you reached out to me this year and said, Hey, I'm going to be, be there. What do you want? And I was like, yes, go, come on. So it's great. And yeah, you're right. Every track director does it a little different, but I could not put 
on 40 hours of programming. We're a little over, I think we're at like 42. I couldn't do it without you guys. I couldn't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Clapping. So yeah. Yes. Well, and it's, it's true. Once a track director gets to know you as well, mm -hmm. once you've been paneling for a couple of years, um, even if an application is out there, you can just basically say to them, put me where you need me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, where, where you need the, the boost and you know what I can do. So put mm -hmm. me where you need me, but also be careful with that because that's how you end up on 20 panels. Yeah. <laughs> do, do remember how you're doing that. And it's okay. Cause I think some of the panelists and even some of the pros sometimes are like, I don't know how I got set up to do 20 panels over the weekend. I'm like, um, there's a word and we all have to learn it myself as well. No, I am not able to do that. <laughs> it's like, and that's, no. that's not and that's an exaggeration. Not, yeah. not an exact. I'm no, literally on 20 panels this, this year. year or, okay. This now year. see, do you, do you, and we'll talk about this offline. If you need to drop some, Sue, we'll chat. It should um, be fun. I don't have yeah. too many back to back, so I think I can handle it. Uh, uh, oh, honey, I'm sorry. And I don't mean to sound mean. Back off at of 20. Trust me. Yeah. Back off at of 20. Don't do I, more. My, my previous high watermark is 18. Yeah, okay. So like I was, I'm, I, I, I've, I have experience. <laughs> I, you know, Lee sort of was my person that put me through the four step program for that. Um, <laughs> this would come up. Okay, Rob, I got to hear what my four step program was. <laughs> for the love of God, can you learn to say no? You know, yes. and then it was like, if somebody asks you something and you're wavering, just text me and I'll send you back the word no in giant letters. <laughs> and, um, you know, and she's like, there's one year she's like, my God, you're doing 24 pounds. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> you know, and then I was like running yeah, around. I did it exactly that way, didn't I? And it I was, might have it used was, a word other than hell, by the way. And it, was, it was, for me, it was just, I didn't want to let anybody down, you know? Yeah. Because, and, and, you know, and that was several years ago. Now the great thing about the con is that every year there's this huge new influx of panelists. Mm -hmm. So it's not the thing that it was. I think I'm only doing... Uh, well, Lee, I think I'm only doing 10 plus uh, bad men. So really, really. Okay, 17. Yeah. No, I'm only doing 12. 12, um, 12 yeah. I think 12 to, 12 to 14 is kind of where I'm comfortable with now. But don't do more. Don't do more than, you know, 16 or 18. I, I've learned unless it's something you're really comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And having the break between panels is like the oh. best thing in the world. Yes. You know. There was honestly, Oh, for many reasons, I, yeah. I was just keep going, say, Rob. For me, oh. go ahead, Nathan. Okay, okay Nathan, yeah. your turn. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're just going back and forth, guys. Sorry. Yeah, the podcast, I know how this goes. This so I'm just is always laughing. so much fun, isn't it? Yes, always good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, for me, it was a more of a matter of I didn't know how bad the competition was going to be, and I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, be out of doing any panels, so I'm gonna, you know, apply to all these panels. And then I came back, it was like, ooh, seventeen. Okay, seventeen <laughs> yeah. panels. So, um, you know, I think in some ways because I am relatively new, I only was on three tracks uh, the first year mm -hmm. that I when I did Brit Track, uh, Sci-Fi uh, Media, and Sci-Fi Classics. And mm -hmm. now, you know, I'm trying to broaden out and everything else. But yeah, I'm I'm looking at said so last time I did seven, and this year I'm doing seventeen. So that's uh, <laughs> that, a bit of a that's jump. a high watermark, and right. yeah. I, 
I get it as a track director. I it's so funny because I'll hear have people say, I kept trying to come to the track room to see you and you weren't there. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I feel guilty that I went upstairs and took a nap because sometimes <laughs> you need a nap at Dragon Con, especially when you're as old as I am and falling apart. Um, yeah, but somebody else was trying to pop in on that too about the break between panels. Oh yeah, there was just I, I had one year. I forget what year it was, but I think it was Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I had a a full block of panels that I was on. So I had a one o'clock and a two thirty and a four and a five thirty and a seven and an eight thirty. <laughs> my Sunday was, this year. Yeah, it was. It was. That's five a bad day. In a row. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a bad day. And, yeah. And as a panelist, that, in, at least in my experience, for me, that mm-hmm. hits me harder than doing eight in a day that are split up. Like, oh, okay. that was good. A couple it was breaks. better for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you needed, yeah. Breaks between or, or like at the front and the back. But yeah. Well, that's true. Especially yeah. if you're running from the Sheridan to the Hyatt oh. to the Hilton to the Westin. Uh, <laughs> I'll be very honest. Getting from the Westin to the Sheraton is easy. Just go down that big hill. Right. That's pretty easy. And it's downhill. So it's not that bad. Sheraton. It's never to the direction Westin you have to is, go. You have to go. <laughs> and yeah, just. I- Oh, yeah. Hold on one second, Rob. Uh, Jess, I saw you kind of pop in on something. What's up? I, I'm not sure why my mic was going off. I think I have some background noise. I was, I'm just sitting over here fascinating listening to it because I'm all like, I've got six panels this year. I've got a lot. And y'all are like, no, we've got like 20. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, six is nice. Six is not. Six is a yeah. nice little, you know, you're you're getting in there. Yeah. But speaking to Rob's point earlier, like now that I got the 17, I, I feel like I can't drop them because I'm like, well, I, I wanted to meet all the, you know, get on all these new tracks. And I don't mm-hmm. want to tell like the track directors like, oh, you know, like, yeah, oh, I no, wanted no, no. to get track and I now I got to back out of it sort of thing. And I oh. felt bad even when I had conflict schedule wise dropping yeah, it too. Yeah, um, so. yeah no, it happens. It's, Rob, it's yeah. Very- it's very hard because we want to go out of the way not to disappoint anybody, but at the same time, like I realistically went at two tracks. There's two particular tracks I looked at this year and I'm like, okay, this is the stuff I could do and I can do well. I would like to do on these other things, but there are other people that are way more competent to speak on this than me. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, the, the one great thing about the classic American sci-fi is I literally want to do like every panel on it. Cause it's like, <laughs> childhood, you know, um, yeah. But I always, I always sort of go to Joe. It's like these are the things I'm interested in. Plug me in where you can need me. But again, I've got the caveat of like my schedule gets so gets, gets so herky jerky. Um, mm-hmm. I like this year. I especially like I just didn't sign up for much uh, until I knew what what else I was going on with with Maine and sort of then worked around that. And I sort of told every every programmer this is the caveat I've got, you know. And then now I'm like, like, I, like literally, Lee, during while we were doing this, I've said no to like two things. Um, uh, Good for you, Rob. You remember that word. Yay. Yeah. Well, well, Lee and, 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 and Widge from, from the copy are like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? And having, having the break is really great um, because yeah. you're not rushing around. It doesn't make you anxious and it doesn't really, you know. But then I'm, I'm weird. When I start doing panels on Friday mm-hmm. and I start, I, I get my, my my phone and I hit the stopwatch and I get a rough time with that number of people about how long it's going to take to get from like this room to this room. So then I kind of know, okay, generally I give myself a full half hour to get there, but if I can do it in eight and a half on a Friday, that eight and a half on a Saturday is probably 12. 
you know, mm-hmm. and literally try to try to plan out. And I started like two years ago looking at the hotels going, oh, it's in the Hilton to the Marriott. That's easy. Right. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, right. the Sheridan to yeah. Hilton is kind of easy. Sheridan to Marriott. I need a little more time. Weston, it's like going to Dagobah. I'm going to need an extra uh, <laughs> thing. Um, that is true. It is, does sometimes when, feel the like the other that, yeah. when you go to a panel, um, going indoors is your friend because <laughs> you don't sweat. You don't yeah. come to the panel looking like, you know, you're in the WWE. And um, <laughs> it's also, you know, the, I, I allow the full half hour break to get in there and it's nice to decompress. And then also, like, if you're doing a bunch of panels, you know, pack water and snacks, because the one thing you will inevitably kick yourself is, I didn't, I didn't allow time to eat, or I didn't allow time to get anything to drink, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think, you yeah, know, think that does about, happen. Yeah, you gotta do all that. about your comfort level. When I was young, I wanted to do like a ton of these panels, and it was really awesome. And I still would love to do a ton of them. But then I'm like, okay, one, slow down. Two, you can actually see other things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and at what point, Lisa, and Lisa, you know, you could actually see all these people that you want to see if you weren't on so many goddamn panels. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I think, yeah. I think you're comfortable doing, you know, 17, 18, 20, do it, knock yourself out. Um, I will probably do that at some point again, based on need. But for me, there's so many other people doing stuff that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't need to be the loudest guy in the room. There's plenty of other people that do it. And then mm-hmm. I also try to think of the, you know, the con. I know this sounds really weird because we're talking about I'm this and I'm that on a panel, but I try to step back and look at it from the sense of the con. Mm-hmm. Like, if me doing, you know, 26 panels, is that really good for the convention in terms of like, um, am I, is new every, opinions? Is, yeah. Is, is, is new opinions is every panel going to be good? Uh, there going to be some I'm just tired, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. Well, and I think that's that's a good point, too, and, and I'll kind of roundtable this in just a second, too, because I think one of the other things is, and, and I know you are all on, this actually came as an idea because I basically sent out an email and said, I've got these pan- these shows I need panelists for. Who, you know, who wants to talk? And people jumped in, and that was really helpful to me as a track director and then to be able to say, okay, what do you want to talk about with Mr. Robot? I mean, what do you want to talk about with right, Legends of Tomorrow? You know, Jess, if somebody says, what do you want to talk about about Legends? I want to talk about this. And that's really great, too. And then the other thing is, is I also always ask panelists, and this is from a track director's perspective, but I do this also because I'm an operations person and I do this for a part of my job is kind of scheduling and that is I always like, okay, I know you're booked. And I've said this to Rob before, and I said, I know you're booked. I'm not putting you on this panel, but do you know anybody else? That's how I got Mad Men into Supernatural. That's how I got, I think, honestly, Sue, um, wait, Sue, you said you were just sitting there and walked up to do the Mr. Robot, or was that Jess? That was me. Okay, there we go. That was Jess. Right. So sometimes the panelists didn't show. They, They weren't trying to ghost us. It just happens. Oops. And so, yeah, I just was like, all right, I'll sit up there. I'll talk and I'll do that. And then we're like, okay, this person did Mr. Robot panel. We have actually a notebook that we keep in the room. (laughs) And I look at that at the end of panels and at the end of con and do that. So that's really good. So roundtabling this, and I'm going to start up at the top and go there. So Jess, 
with your panels and six is great. I'm very proud of you. You know how to schedule yourself. You get clapped. What tracks are you talking about this? What tracks are you on this year? So I am only on two tracks. I'm Mm -hmm. doing the American sci-fi and fantasy media where I'm going to talk Legends, Legion, and Gotham. And then, yeah, and then I'm coming Legion is so cool. I'm sorry. It's just (laughs) such a mind trip. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Yes, it was so good. And with the series finale being this year, I was like, I have to be on this panel. Mm -hmm. And and then on X-Track, I'm going to do Mr. Robot, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. And then- Are we still doing a Lost in Fringe thing? Yes, we're doing them together. Okay, yeah. So. I, I'm pretty sure you're on that, but if not, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll look later. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I am. I think that I, I think am. you are too, Jess, yeah. Okay, so then, um, Nathan, what about you? With your, how many uh, did you say? 18, 17 seven, right now? 17 podcasts, yes. Um, so okay, uh, we got to go out for coffee at some point. <laughs> I will give you my four steps that I gave Rob again. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, American sci-fi classics. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, Bill and Ted. I'm talking about Gargoyles. Uh, I'm going to defend the movie Crawl. <laughs> in okay. Court. Good luck. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would rather, I think I would rather uh, defend uh, the first He-Man movie with Dolph Lundgren than do Crawl. But hey, you, you be you, oh. man. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, the sci-fi and fantasy media. I'm talking about um, Punisher, uh, Dark Phoenix, and just a retrospective on all the Fox uh, Marvel mutant you know properties. Oh no, no! Remember, on Fox they're gifted, not not mutants. Oh, you know, if they're on TV on Fox, they're just gifted. well, no, no, no. But we're talking about the movies. Oh, you're talking about the movies. Oh, okay, yeah, no, they are mutants. Wolverine movies, yeah. Just the fact, you know, what what Fox has done with the X Men properties, basically, you know, um, and uh, doing a military sci fi Mm -hmm. track. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about Crusade, which was a Babylon 5 spin. I wanted to get on the Babylon 5 panel so bad because it's the 20th anniversary, but oh, yeah. not, I did not get on that. But I got on Crusade, and I'm going to be on that panel with Peter David, so that's good enough. <gasps> oh, that is cool. Congratulations. Are you, like, mo- helping moderate it, or...? No, I'm just going to be a panelist on that. But, you know, I feel like I'm going to go full Wayne's World on that one and just be like, (laughs) I'm not worthy. I'm not. (laughs) So after we do this roundtable, say Jane Espenson, and I'll I'll give you guys a a story there. Um, I like, you know, it's really fun when you start talking and you're talking about your panels and I'm sitting here going, oh, man, I'd love to come to that. You know, and and. Same with you, Jess, when it's like, yeah, I really, I want to do that too. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of like that Rocky Horror Picture Show moment of, damn it, Janet, which is actually (laughs) Lee. You know, it's just, yeah, you can't, you can't do it all. Okay. So now I'm going back to Sue and I really want to know what you're doing for Star Trek through Feminine (laughs) Slant. I'm going to start listening to your podcast. I think I'll listen to one or two, but I can get them back in my rotation even more. So yeah. What are you doing? I'm trying to make the list as everybody was talking. I'm not quite through it all. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just stop. It's okay. So, uh, well, I'm also one of the admins of the newbies group. I know you had Kevin on at the start of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that stuff is on the main programming schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, On American sci-fi media, I'm talking uh, fan history and the media. And Mm. uh, I think I'm on a good place panel. (gasps) I know. Sorry. Like, um, Eleanor oh, Fine Chidi. 
Uh-huh. And Russian yeah. Doll is also on that pad. I'm doing that as well. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Who, well, who did you say? Because I was I was just getting all excited about the Good Place. Say that again. I'm sorry. Russian Doll. Oh, okay. Um, on Brit Track, I'm on a Good Omens panel. Um, queer mm. themes in Doctor Who. Uh, that's an After Dark panel. Um, we're doing a panel show, like a game show, uh, as well on Brit Track. On Urban Fantasy, I'm talking Good Omens again. On American sci-fi mm-hmm. classics, I've got the never-ending story. I'm also on that Gargoyles panel on Monday. Um, the amazing sci-fi worlds of Steel- Steven Spielberg is a classic mm. track panel. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Lee, for you. <laughs> hey, me, extract. Woo! Yes. I think you're actually, I think I have four with you. So that's the, the most. Oh, I didn't track. mean to. You, you need, that's you okay. Need, you need to tell me no, too. Robin told me no. <laughs> and I'm very, I'm, I was like, good for you. Yeah. We've but, got the Warehouse 13 anniversary. Mm, um, mm. The Lost and Fringe panel. Mm-hmm. The Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. And um, your uh, are aliens included or excluded? I am I am really excited about that. And I think I've blocked myself out so I can actually sit and watch that panel. We're doing a panel. Um, give you all a sneak peek. Uh, X-Track is doing one about, you know, if aliens showed up tomorrow, would we want to include them? like we've done in so many other things, or would we exclude them? And it's basically starting to look like, okay, so um, go from V before we knew they were trying to eat us um, <laughs> versus uh, District 9. Yeah, so those are the kind of, because that's a real good, that's a real question right now, I think, overall in the world. But I also think it's, it's something sci-fi because sci-fi is always an allegory, guys. It, it Thank you for doing that because otherwise you don't see these worlds that sure. we want to live in. Some of them. We don't want to live in some. I don't want to live in Carl's <laughs> world. I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> don't want to do that. And, okay, so now I want to say Joe. Yeah, there are uh, three no, more, sorry. though, Lee. <laughs> oh, I'm fine, sure. Yeah, yeah, I had more to talk about, too. <laughs> oh, well, then we'll go back. Okay, see you on. Sorry. I'm I'm just knock these out real quick. Oh, uh, on Trek Track, I'm doing a we're doing like a live recording, live podcast mm-hmm. with Women at Warp, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking right now that our topic is going to be um, the the how Star Trek depicts women in leadership roles. Mm. Uh, on Apocalypse Rising, I'm on the Handmaid's Tale Mature Themes panel, Ooh. and on uh, Military Sci-Fi, I'm doing a diversity panel. And I think that's everything, but I might have missed something. Well, you know, you they can find you, if I'm correct. You're a pro, right? Yes. Your status? Yes, I'm an attending pro. Oh, you're an attending pro. So if that's it, you will. she will be in um, the uh, uh, the app. You can look under um, panelist or you can look under, you know, who guests um, for that. And pros and guests are both there. Unfortunately, panelists haven't been, but we're hoping that's going to change really quick because sometimes it's hard to keep up with your own schedule if we change things and can't get to you. So, yeah. So, Nathan, I did not mean to cut you off. What else are you doing? Uh, So uh, also on the military track, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about um, Stargate villains. Um, I want to talk about Stargate this year, um, and, and so they got me on that one. Uh, we're talking about Orville versus Discovery. Um, so I do get a little bit of Star Trek in there by by doing that one. And um, we're also going to talk about, um, or I'm also going to do um, the um, 
Oh, let me find it now. See, I had it all written out, and I uh, oh, and I lost sorry. it. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, the uh, character deaths in military sci-fi panel. And um, for Brit Track, I'm going to do a Doctor Who bingo thing, which I'm still a little unclear how that works, but that'll be interesting. <laughs> talking about the uh, big finish uh, audio Doctor Who stuff, and also talking about Orphan Black. Mm, and, yeah, yeah. And then for Apocalypse Rising, I'm talking about uh, Falling Skies. Uh, for Star Wars, I'm talking about um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, but, okay. That'll yeah. be an interesting panel. Yeah. Oh, that'll be divergent. Mm-hmm. That would be two very divergent viewpoints, I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, and but last last but not least, Extract. Uh, I'm yeah. doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And mm-hmm. I'm doing Good Guys, Bad Guys, Gray, and Middle. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of like that I'm doing some like topical podcasts this year rather than just like season reviews only. So or yeah. series reviews. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I think yeah, I, I think one thing I do the panels and I and all track directors do because everybody wants to get together. This is the time when you're like, I am with my people. These are my people. They love what I love. I, this is my family reunion of a found family. And sometimes you just want to do that fandom panel. Let's talk about it. What in the world is going on with Mr. Robot, you know, and from season one to season three to, huh, you know, and that is going to diverge. And we're all going to talk about Mr. Malik and how awesome he is. And now we've seen him in a lot of other stuff and how great he is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would think in solo at some point, somebody's going to go, well, let, you know, but what about Ben being, kind of following some of his dad's footsteps that you can kind of see between solo and maybe um, not the force awakens as much, but as the last Jedi, sorry, those are my thoughts. I'd let, as I said, I want to be at most of these panels, folks. I would love to be somebody in the audience. I have to bite my lip not to talk and that I will do that. That's why John, I like it. Who said it was, this was a season of 50 days. That was me. (laughs) Okay, uh, Sue, uh, we're stealing that one probably too. So that's great. Um, I mean, it's, it's true. So- it's it marks the start of the like, <laughs> oh crap, <laughs> season. <laughs> okay, thank you for doing that. I just got Diet Mountain Dew all over my glasses when I snorkeled. So <laughs> that was that was awesome. Yeah, other people have said it's this. It's the start of it's coming. It's coming. I'm so excited. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it is also the oh crap. Oh, wait, I got to do those last things. And yeah, get your panels together. Yeah. So uh, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask. And we'll uh, do this one um, starting with Sue. Wait a what? minute. You know oh. what I'm doing? I thought I, you said what you were doing. You didn't, you didn't ask me any of the stuff I was I'm doing. I'm sorry. Rob, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Wow. This is why I have to have John. He keeps me in line. So oh, I don't get on the version. I do care. Oh, you stop. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, three with, with Brit Track. The problem is this year I've been so busy I haven't seen a lot of stuff I wanted to see. So I'm a little I'm a little behind with a lot. So I signed up for three. I'm doing three Doctor Who panels. I'm doing um, like a. <sighs> I'm doing that bingo panel uh, that Nathan talked about. It's uh, mm. uh, Doctor Who bingo. Uh, Ask the Expert Bingo thing, which is I think is going to be a hoot. Uh, I'm doing Mind the Gaps, which is sort of like a Doctor Who during the gap years uh, thing, and then I'm doing a um, just sort of a, a an overview sort of you know Doctor Who thing. But so I'm doing uh, two things for Lee. The two the two fun things I do every year are make the Bedman stop. It's with the Deep Coffee people uh, for Extract. 
it is just bizarrely insane and it's a good <laughs> it's a good way to start and end the con because the only people I actually really care about in the world are all going to be there. Um, and then I'm doing uh, I'm doing the Batman 1989 panel, which is awesome because it's horribly nostalgic of me. Um, mm. I loved that movie when it came out, and I have such you know, great memories of it. Then I've got a couple things in Maine. Um, so I'm doing a couple panels with the uh, Arrow Legends Arrowverse panels, but I'm not sure how those are going to get shaken out because now that – I think they have way more Legends guests than Arrow guests. They may split that. They may not. I have no idea. It's called the surprise, at, you know, a week before the cut. Oh, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah, so, it's re- um, uh, That is Regina, Queen of Programming and Room, uh, Duchess, no, Queen of Programming and Main Rooms, who will make that decision based on what yeah, and I just pretty much, I just pretty much nod my head and do what they tell me. Yeah. Um, and then I'm doing, uh, I'm doing one of the two uh, David Tennant panels. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm absolutely terrified of. I've got a panel with uh, Catherine Tate and Freema. And I've got a, um, I'm doing a once, a once upon a time panel. Um, oh, okay. But I think there's more guests with that. I, I'm, I'm expecting that one to kind of change as well. And then um, I just got this week added to, I'm doing the Cobra Kai panel now. I think on always. Oh, Oh, with the uh, Ralph Macchio and the other two guys. One is yeah. Zabaka, and I can't remember the other. Guy. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that'll yeah, be a neat panel. I think. Yeah. Thank so you. sweep the leg. So um, I've been trying to watch those, and then you know, real quickly circling back to what you said about you know, I'm in my track room. I can't see everything. Mm-hmm. This is why I get a streaming membership. Um, oh yeah. Because what I do with the streaming membership is, then later I can go back and watch stuff. I'm like. Okay, I've got an hour I can rest or I can run to this panel. But I'm like, wait a minute, this will probably either be on DragonCon TV later or it'll be on the streaming. I'm going to take this hour and rest and decompress mm-hmm. or let my voice settle, which I know that sounds stupid, but it's a thing. Um, you know, I, I can chill for an hour or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. and, and get back to that. But it also, like, if there's like, if my wife wants to see my panels or something, there's that. So, yeah. Um, that is something as a panelist that I think has just been a godsend for me is that mm-hmm. I can actually see the convention later. If there's stuff I want to see that I'm going to miss, um, yeah. they will inevitably put, and Nathan will understand this this year. They will inevitably put when he gets to the final schedule, something you really, 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 really want to see, but damn it. You have a panel at that time and you don't want to bail on the person. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, I- and that happens so often, I think, for everybody. That's why I always say have a backup, at least one or two panels, because maybe you just can't get to that other one. The, the If it's a main, the room is full, or I just cannot make that walk from the Sheraton to the Hyatt today. What what can I do over in this area? So, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob. What else? Oh, you're fine. But, yeah. So, I think that's I think that's kind of it. I'm really excited about the Legends um uh, Mm-hmm. Stuff. I think that's going to be fun because literally everyone I wanted them to bring except one or two people they're, they're bringing. Um, and um, those, those Arrowverse guests are always just really fun yeah. um, and really outgoing and, and things. So, is uh, Sorry, Rob, I need to ask this because I cannot remember. Um, is Darvel coming for Legends? I do not believe so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Okay. Well, at least right now. I think he's doing everything. I think he's oh, busy. Um, he's busy, yeah. As we say, they're job and actors, so often they are. They can't get here, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm not to be with the Once Upon a Time group. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Um, and if anybody has not seen Rob uh, moderate a main panel, he is one of those people I love to be the track director when he's modding. I know he's prepared and, and all of the mods are. I don't mean that at all, but it's just somebody I already know and it feels really comfy and it's not, there's just no worry. I'm like, I'm just going to run your Q&A. You have a blast. I will see you at the end of this. So yeah, your doctor, your one with Peter Capaldi, was it last year or the year before? Was great. And I don't, I, I find it, imp- does everybody here watch Doctor Who? I do not. You do not. That's okay. Catherine Tate, I don't, Rob, no. that panel is going to be just awesome and bonkers. So you have fun. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, the big thing with those is you sort of talk to the track director. Okay. How do you want this done? Do you want 10 minutes of Q and a, do you want, you know, how do you want that? And then once you get that, you just kind of go. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the thing is, and, and Lee always laughs at me because I'm absolutely always terrified um, before I do any of these. So it's, it's kind of funny. And then I sort of have started going to other, I, I was talking to Tony Gall about this. Who's another moderator. Mm-hmm. Um, I start go, I start going to other moderators panels Mm-hmm. One to sort of support them to be cool and you know support your, your your fellow players, but also to watch how other people do it and try to pick up things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I know sounds really weird, but I sort of I sort of look upon you know every sort of panel that you do is sort of like you have to do you have to do it you know mm-hmm. pull your weight. Um, and that's why the fan panels are so much fun because you don't you don't feel this like. Uh, sense of oh my god this is gonna be terrible you know everyone's gonna give me a one you know the fan panels you can cut loose a little bit and you know like if i forgetting a name of somebody during a panel nathan would be like oh yeah you need this guy and you're like okay i don't feel like such an ass you know so there is a lot of that you know yeah and i will tell you i get nervous and people don't believe this i get nervous every time i introduce guests Every time I run Q and A, I I I just push through it, and I actually went to uh, Toastmasters. Really helps for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you want to know how to speak in public, I just push through it and do it. But yeah, it's a little terrifying. I I've had people even say, "You've got a full track room." I don't. Do I know enough? I'm like, dude, just get it started. It's okay. It's okay. I have one um, shows we miss. We're doing a panel on that. And one of my uh, volunteers is moderating it because I know Cheryl will get there and say, I missed this show for this. And all of a sudden, all the hands are going to go up and people are going to start talking. And it's you're just a mod. Sometimes you're a real active participant or you're leading it and asking. And sometimes you're just helping moderate it so that you make sure everybody talks and you get to the audience, too. So, yeah, that is really cool. Sue, you lit up. There's, there are definitely different kinds of fan panels in mm-hmm. in my experience. Sometimes you've got like more of a presentation, like somebody did research and is giving you this information yeah. that they found. Right. Um, and I, I've done a couple of those, and they they are very uh, make me very nervous because you never know like who's in that room, who maybe somebody was there at this event I'm talking about whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the more like panel discussion forums, at least when I moderate those, I don't want it to just be the panelists up there talking. I want it right. to be the entire room. 
right? So, so those panels, at least when I do it, I say, you know, if you have something to say at any point, mm-hmm. right, stick your hand up. We want this to be a conversation with everybody. And that then that just becomes a room, a big room of people having a conversation about a show mm-hmm. and nerves disappear. Um, I've oh, never yeah. done a guest panel at Dragon Con, but I've done them at a few other conventions. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I just try to remember in that situation is that the people in the audience aren't there to see me, right? right. My, my job in that moment is to be the facilitator. It's mm-hmm. to get the common questions out of the way, maybe ask something new if I can think of it, and then turn it over to Q&A. Right. Nobody's going to remember what I did on that panel unless my friends are there to support me. They are, (laughs) you know, then that's it. You're there to make the guests look as good as possible. That uh, yes, that's exactly right. I'm there as a track director to make everybody look better because that's I that's what we do. Um, Rob, you also said something I want to jump back on that, which is, you know, everybody's going to rate me as a one Dragon Con now with the app has a way to rate the panels and you get to rate them in a lot of different things and then you can write a comment. So it's really good and it's really helpful. Um, if you do that, because then I know we loved the fandom discussion on warehouse 13, we could have used a three hour panel or, you know, it's kind of dropping out. And I, I love the show person of interest. It's just that panel kept getting of the audience kept getting smaller and smaller. It was like, okay, this is going to be now a show we miss um, because of that. You just there. can't. You, I know you are always there. <laughs> I oh. loved person of interest. <laughs> well, then come and talk about it when we're talking about shows we miss. Because okay. Rob will be there and you can just say, I miss person of interest and I want a full panel again. Uh, that would be good. Cool. Okay. So we're kind of um, up at time. Um, hey. So we're doing that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Somebody wanted to say something. No, I just said yay because I didn't get nervous. You get nervous? <laughs> don't get nervous. I do, yeah. Oh, don't get nervous. Because John's not here, so we're not playing a game. He didn't send me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> John, again, I am in charge. So, again, um, I'm going to go around just and talk about it. But I really want to thank you all as panelists for doing this. And you all as just, you know, most of you started as members. Thanks for coming to Dragon Con and sharing the joy and sharing it out with other people that you know, because that's how we've gotten where we are. And we always got to remember that. So thank you to the panelists. I honestly do mean, if you look at my schedule, you'll see got a lot more panels in my extract room than we do in main programming. And that is a that's a good thing. And that's a lot of fun for different reasons on that. Um, so just kind of final thoughts, anything you want to jump out on, you know, why you love being a panelist or anything else. And then John is going to, they're going to send links to their podcast, or if they uh, already know their schedule, they're going to send that to the 50 days email and we will put it up both in the Facebook group and on uh, the Unique Geek with this for download and listen. So, yeah. So, I'm going to start. Um, Nathan, last words. Why do, you, why do you love being a panelist? Or, you know, this is, again, where I'm going to be. Come and see me. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
paneling uh, is, is in some ways like doing theater. Um, I like mm-hmm. having the audience and even though I'm not a theater professional, don't get that from me, but I used to love doing that kind of thing, like for school or whatever, doing drama mm-hmm. and things of that nature. If you do it right, if you get the right group and the audience has to be part of that too, you can draw energy from the co-panelists and from the audience. And when mm-hmm. you do that, it is just like one of like the most exciting and fun experiences that you can have. So I'm I'm a little hopeful that even though my Sunday is jam-packed with panels, that it's going to be a positive experience like that. And if, you know, and if I can get, you know, that kind of like energy feeling from it, that it mm-hmm. won't feel like I'm just slogging through the day. So uh, that's that's why I enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to be all over the place at Dragon Con. There's no specific uh, place that I'm going to be yeah. uh, at any time. I'm just going to be going from a lot of different panels. I'm going to try to hit, you know, the dealer's room and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, be all around the con. Uh, I was going to ask you, you said your family is coming with you. It's all four of you. How old and what are they in? Just real quick, what are the young ones in? Are the younglings? Yeah. Sure. Um, so um, uh, 12 and 8, I have two daughters. Mm. Um, my oldest is autistic, which makes it just a little bit of a challenge because she does not like crowds and people. Mm-hmm. Um, so cons are always a bit of a struggle for her. Uh, she likes a lot of the CW Arrow stuff. Uh, oh, no, good. She, she's a huge fan of the flash that's, oh. that's her number one show um she loved once upon a time when that was on so we're going to she really wants to meet regina um and so so do i right um my youngest is more into anime and uh oh. x-men okay there yeah. you go so so we have that side of things. And my wife just goes for the cosplay and is going to be on the masquerade. Oh, very cool. And it's, as always, watching those costumes is just uh, amazing. Okay, uh, Jess, I see you. I'm giving you a second. What about you? Well, I just, I just love doing the panels. It was just, it's just a fun way for me to re-engage with people. I mean, like you said, we all come to Dragon Con because these are our people and you finally have a captive audience of people that want to talk about all these things with you. It's it's how I got into podcasting. It's how I got into listening to podcasting. It's why I went to Dragon Con in the first place and just being able to be a panelist and be even more immersed in that experience is just amazing for me. That's awesome. Okay. Very cool. Um, Okay. Rob, what about you? And um, part of your reason for being a panelist is Lee keeps begging me to be on them. And I always say yes, at least a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's certain, there's certain people I generally will say yes to all the time, just because like, like Lee this year, I hadn't heard from her at all. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, do you need me for anything? I've just got, you know, what's going on. Oops. I just, just to make sure, because there's such a big communication thing going on. I will usually reach out to each track director and say, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, I talked to I talked to the Brit Track people throughout the year, so that's not as much of a thing. But like, I'll reach out saying, "Okay, you know, tell me what you need me on," and I've got a comfort level. Like with Kelly, I can say, "You know, I don't really watch this," or you know, and there's stuff I've actually watched to be ready to do a panel just to help somebody out um, with, with the big panels. Like I, I like I did not see Once Upon a Time in first run uh, a mm-hmm. lot. So I'm going back and doing some, you know, so there's some of those where like, we really need somebody for this. Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and um, like last year when I had the, the infamous lost panel with Lee, I mm-hmm. went back and watched, you know, some lost again, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, I mean, a lot of it is there. This is the freak out time for, 
for me because I start doing all this prep, even though I'm doing fan panels, I kind mm -hmm. of, you know, I'm kind of prepping a little bit or just thinking about things I want to talk about and making my little note cards of like, because even if I don't show up with the note cards looking like I'm in third grade and, and a nerd <laughs> with my trapper keeper, I at least sort of know, okay, when I go to this panel, like when Nathan and I are on a panel together and I may not be able to talk about this specific thing, but I know he can, so I don't have mm -hmm. to focus on this, you know, yeah. some of the other panelists. Um, that's a huge relief, sort of knowing when you're on panels with people you know. Um, and, and Nathan, I want to apologize in advance because you're on a panel with me and Rox. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Need coffee. Um, you know, with, you know. Um, You'll have fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> what will happen during the con yeah. is I'll, I'll, I'll check it with my wife and she's like are you with rocks and i'm like yeah and she'll be like is is lee there no okay well i'm not posting bail you know um <laughs> that's kind he, of he did actually uh text me and say i can give my wife your number right she says she says you're the most responsible of my friends and i went yeah i am it's okay yeah send it to <laughs> um it's a big thing too is just have fun with it you know i mean like i'm getting ready to do sort of a podcast thing so i'm going this year to kind of learn as much about that from panelists like how mm -hmm. they do their podcasts how do they transform their panel experience their podcast experience with paneling and going going at it backwards so i'm kind of interested in that but yeah so i have some sort of venture interest so it is also a learning experience for us as well which i think is really important and i think her point of like we are not necessarily the stars of the show as well yeah. Uh, it's important. And also, you know, it, this by no means means that we are experts on anything. Uh, it just means that we were the dumb, dumb ones that said, we want to talk to you people um, and have you throw things at you. So <laughs> you uh, didn't run fast enough. We found yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having said that, there is a certain degree of, you know, uh, of fun. And I treat it like it's work, which I know is really weird. Um, and Nathan will understand this, too, because um, yeah. when you when you have to go to Dragon Con, you have to deal with flights and TSA and all this other crap, um, or long, long drives or rest stops or whatever. There is a certain, you have to build in like prep time before and after in terms of like when I get to the con, I'm going to decompress a little bit before I go. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the con before you leave, you just sort of need to have like an exhale. And I think that's a, that's a thing that the out of town people have to do because, um, you know, we're coming from far away. Says the guy who doesn't have to put up with Atlanta traffic. I know. Um, it's still good. It's still good. We understand. So, yeah. But yeah, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid. If you're interested in doing one, don't be afraid. And generally, you know, you could come up to a panelist after a question and answer thing and say, hey, I really want to do a panel next year. How do I do that? You know, and sometimes you don't realize it, but people come up to you and say, you know, I want to do, I'm going to do this next year because this looks like fun. So you kind of have this weird responsibility now of like, almost mentoring people or telling them it's mm -hmm. okay, you can do this, you know, uh, because the one great thing that being a panelist did for me is it got me out of my shell and it got me like really comfortable just being in a room with lots of different people. Um, whereas normally when I talk to people, it's just in a big empty room with a microphone, but this is like in front of people. So that's a really cool thing. So there is a certain amount of growth and learning and sharing and stuff with that. It's not all, you know, Hey, look at me, I'm cool, which to be, not to be honest, we all do kind of like that <laughs> a little exactly. bit. It's all, it is cool. It's fun. Yeah. Up to you yeah says, it's oh, I love if someone comes up to you and says, oh, I really love your podcast, you know, or, hey, that was really cool. You're like, okay, I'm reaching somebody, you know, like I, I have heard from people that do 
podcasting like way more seriously than me. And when someone comes up and says, I really love your podcast, or hey, I want to check out your podcast, you, the, they, there's such a really cool sense of like, yeah, I'm doing something cool here. And I think that's yeah. that's part of it, I, I think, that you like. And then, you know, just communicate with the people on the panels and don't be a jerk and um, be open-minded, be kind. Those are all the big, you know, everything you do in the big boy world, do it Dragon Con. There you go. Always good. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Rob. What? Plan time to pee. Huh. Okay. No, no. Okay. Sue, what about you? Um, yeah, I would agree with everything that was just said. Okay. Uh, there we go. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me personally, um, this is my 25th year of going to conventions. My first con oh. ever was in August 94, mm-hmm. uh, and my 10th dragon con. And, um, you know, for, for me at this point, going to Dragon Con is not about the guests. Um, for, yeah. you know, I'm also in the Northeast and a member of a lot of the mm-hmm. costuming groups. So I hit a lot of conventions throughout the year. Um, I have seen almost everyone I've wanted to see probably multiple times. Uh, so yeah. the, the con for me is about the fan panels. It's about the conversations that are had in those rooms and the connections that are made and the, the depths that are plumbed in, mm-hmm. in, in the conversations that happen there. Um, and I know a lot of first timers, a lot of people who aren't like as convention savvy, maybe uh, are mm-hmm. all about the guests. So I just want to say like, if you've never been to a fan panel, don't discount the fan panels. They are no, some of the right. most interesting stuff happening at Dragon Con, in my opinion. So I agree with fun. you. There's so much fun. And you and there's you can be the person that somebody said earlier of, yeah, but what about? That's always great, too, So those, mm-hmm. for those panels. So, yeah, that's... that's Except it. it's interesting, because not all people who are on the panels appreciate mm-hmm. that, because I hear that's a lot true. of chatter on Facebook groups of, I hate the guy that raises his hand is like, but what about, or, yeah. you know, well, actually, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But you, know? you gotta, you gotta, we're fandom, guys. We all have different opinions, and they're okay, as long as, you know, just... It is tough. It is tough, especially if you're at the top of the... If you're at the top of that stage or in that room and to do that. But you guys, I know, all do it very well. So, all right. So this is it for this podcast. I have actually double booked myself today. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, and so thank you very much to all of our panelists. Thank you to all of the DragonCon volunteers. And thank you to you who are listening. Remember, you can send emails or voicemails to... 50 days at Dragon Con. That all of that information is on the Unique Geek. I cannot remember it. Um, and so this is Lee for the absent John and Sue, Jess, Rob, and Nathan saying peace and bye. This has been a production of the Unique Geek. To leave a comment or suggestion, call us at 813-3210-TUG or email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the geeks on Twitter at sign the unique geek. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share alike non-commercial license.